Hi, welcome to Truth with Tal and Isaac. I'm Tal. I'm Isaac. Episode number 84 coming at you tonight. 84, that's a big one. Big one. Michigan OSU. Oh my God, that was huge. Thanksgiving football adventures and Cade Cunningham and the Pistons. Good episode coming at you tonight. Hopefully good episode. Hopefully good episode. We're gone for a little bit. There's some tension here, but hopefully it's a good episode. Yeah, Isaac is sick. He's hacking on me about I'm, my throat. I'm even not... though I, I have the vocal cords of an angel. People I'm... tell me that all the time. I've been called the songbird of my generation. Yes. What's the movie? Do you get it? Yeah, it's Hangover. Dude, Step Brothers. Step Brothers. Oh, That's yeah, a... sorry. Common L. Okay, uh, off the tops, go ahead. I've got some real ones, but you do your your fraud ones. Okay, first of all, best episode, best eighty four. Herman Moore. He was a great line. Good doesn't get Doesn't get enough pub. I saw a couple eighty four lines jerseys at Ford Field. Really? When I yeah, I've been there a fair bit. Saw some eighty fours. Not a ton, but I see some. Um, as part of our Thanksgiving day, can we talk about all the crazy jerseys that were there? Oh, I have that prepared. Thank you for reminding me. Good. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay. So, Team Canada in the World Cup. Listen, you did okay. You scored a goal. Uh, you kind of played poop against Croatia, unfortunately, but it's okay. You represented and uh, you did okay. It's fine. When you have to say you scored a goal, not the best outcome. It's fine. It's the first goal ever. I know, but it, it was entertaining. I had a good time watching. Uh, World Cup is still kind of awesome. Like I'm, I'm into it now. Yep. Uh, okay, keep going. Still thinking, still thinking Brazil. Still thinking Brazil until someone smarter tells me otherwise. Yeah. yeah true that. Michigan basketball. They're not as much fun to watch. Oh, this we're not year. talking I about Michigan hoops. Why. No, not yet. Totally they're they're going to be better. Can we can we talk about them in like February? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I'll, I'll work with that. Little shout out to the Holy Names Senior Girls Basketball for, team for winning a silver medal at off. So they lost to a really good team from like Milton or something on those lines. Uh, can I talk about the L for St. Anne's or no? No, just keep it moving. That was just they're not. No, super I said respectful. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's it. We're not talking about hockey, even though some of our fans love hockey. We have five listeners. Maybe one of them likes hockey. <laughs> those, both of those facts are those are straight facts. Ken and Mitchell Stewart want some hockey. Uh, okay, so two of the five. Uh, okay, we'll go with off the tops. Tal's birthday on Monday. OG birthday. Uh, happy birthday, Team Tal Nation. Thank you. Hit up the IG. It was a really good post. Great comment section. Good fun. I think I was thinking... Every couple months, I'm just going to put up a happy birthday towel post just to get some, get some, get action. some action. It was very funny. It was very entertaining. Can I toss some of you? I don't know if I did that with you. Did I? Probably not because you don't know how Instagram works. I do know You're how Instagram works. still figuring it out. My, now, okay. my personal Instagram with the tennis is hilarious. It's awful and I hope you don't follow it. There's a fair amount of debate over one of the people who's often on my Instagram, not me, who maybe looks a little special. Kev? No, just some guy. Okay, okay. Yeah, but Kev is a handsome dude, but not the most photogenic. That's my guy. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the listeners. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Say thanks to them. Thanks for the support, listeners. Great job. And tell your friends they should listen to the show, too. The truth. Look at our sweet swag. Yep. Okay, upcoming guests, potentially. Maybe Doran next week. I don't He's know. He's a big fan. Big supporter of the show. Respect, Doran. I don't know what we'll talk about yet. I just wrote down good stuff with Doran. World Cup. There might be demand for a World Cup segment. Do we bring Dayo in? He's kind of a World Cup expert. He was. He would likely be yeah. our analyst. He's he's in in the year right now. He's yeah, in he's game. He's in Qatar currently. So not actually, not actually. Uh, Alessio's dad was in Qatar though to watch, but that's a different story. Really? To watch soccer. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome. We might actually have to get a, a bit from him. And then Albert, recurring guest, draft episodes closer to the NFL and NBA drafts. He's going to educate us on the drafts. He's way smarter than us about that stuff. Uh, okay, can we talk about Michigan, please? Okay, so let's just talk about an 
it is a program changing win. I don't think that is an exaggeration to say that. It now brings them up to the big leagues. They're here to stay. Every now and then, like for Michigan, Ohio State for a long time, it really wasn't a rivalry because Michigan never won. Last year was a big win. There was a couple of circumstances that Ohio State, uh, it wasn't ideal for them, right? They're playing in the big house. It was kind of snowy. Supposedly there was like, I don't know, some mysterious like Michael Jordan pizza or something. There was some fake flu going around the Ohio State locker room, yes. So all the money was on, the late money was on Ohio State. The early money was on Michigan. But then when they found out Corum is really not going to play, there was even debate about how much Edwards is going to play. Morris, who's their big D, uh, D lineman, he didn't play. He technically played, did not play much. Okay. No Schoonmaker impact. did not play much. Corum played, uh, he had two carries. I believe he was two carries for six yards. Shout out to him for trying. Okay, are we getting into the game? Let's get into the game. Okay, so this this really was a tale of two halves. And in the first half, and the first half ended, and I was not confident. Actually, we'll back up a little bit. Going into the game with no quorum, I was not confident. No, nor was I. A and we are ag- two optimistic dudes. A month ago, I was like, this is only a seven-point spread. Man, Michigan's going to cover for fun. Like, a while ago, with a healthy quorum, Ohio State showed some tendencies in the regular season where it's like, you know what? They might be a little soft. They did show some uh, some weak spots, especially stopping the run. But going into the game with the quorum injury, with the Edwards injury, I was just very, very iffy. And the spread was at eight and a half, and it's like eight and a half, nine-ish. And I just didn't want to touch it. And it was a tale of two halves. Michigan hung tight in the first half, used some big plays, uh, capitalized on some Ohio State mistakes, and we'll talk Honestly, about some mistakes. They got a little lucky. They got the a little 50, lucky. 50 ball to Johnson. Sure, it should have been a 12 yard gain. Missed it, went for a 60. Now, looking at it, the first long touchdown, sorry, the second long touchdown pass to Johnson appeared to be lucky. But then when we understood no, more about the, well, when we understood more about the type of defense that Ohio State was playing, Thank you. Yeah. we realized they were comfortable giving that up. They knew they were susceptible to double moves and long balls, but they didn't think JJ could get it there. And they thought, uh, we're just going to stop the run and don't worry about the pass. So the defense, I watched, I'll be honest. I watched the 15-minute game recap about four times in addition to the actual game. So, like, this this game meant so much to me, and I'll talk about how much it meant to me in a little bit. Yep, we got that too. Uh, Ohio State decided to play with kind of a single high safety look on the majority of plays, even obvious pass downs on third yeah, and longs. third and eight. They're still loading the box and had a single high safety and just straight man coverage on the sideline. And, and they went into the game thinking that was going to work. And Michigan just picked it apart. So when I when you say, you know, I was a little lucky, it was a little bit, I guess, but it's like, okay, it's going to be one-on-one coverage with Cornelius Johnson, and that safety's going to go there if we're going to put that tight end on that slant. And, and Johnson can fly. He can fly, and if... Wilson could fly, they didn't Wilson, connect to him Wilson's fast. Well, Maybe had, they connected to him on one long He one. had a big one, and then Coastal Lovelet, the tight end, the freshman tight end, yep. who might be awesome now. Well, and they still got all back next year, right? Oh, I don't know if Eric All will come back. You're right. That's I didn't think about that, actually. Uh, Cade McNamara, respect to Cade. Transfer portal. All respect. Oh, now. listen, we want Cade to go to like yeah. Wyoming and be the starter and do really well. The only thing is, I don't love announcing that on the Monday after the win. Didn't love that look by Cade, but other than that, all respect to him. So back to the game here. <laughs> this was the most point Michigan, Michigan scored against Ohio State since 1946. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yep. This was the largest win margin since 1946 for Michigan. Yeah. 
Michigan is 12-0. They beat two top 10 teams by three touchdowns each, right? Dominated Penn State again. That was kind of a tale of two halves too, where it was like first half Michigan was was not kind of close. Yep. I don't I might have been tied or they might have been down three or something, maybe up three, but they were dominating. And then the second half they dominated. In this game, wasn't the other way around, but it was like, man, Ohio State's a couple drives away from just killing us. And it didn't happen. Those couple drives didn't come, and Michigan just took advantage of Ohio State and their DBs and and bullied them at their house. They went to the shoe and bullied them. I've never seen anything like that. I agree. So I, I also want to put the game into perspective. Again, there's lots of discussion, debate about how big a win this was, is maybe the biggest win since 1969. Coincidentally, the year I was born. Nice. One of the biggest victories in my life for one of the teams that I love, right? Like I'll just throw a couple of quick comparisons. Won't get into too much detail, but obviously the Pistons, the bad boys winning, those were big things for me. Steve Eiserman holding the cup for the first time when the Tigers beat the Yankees in the 2006 playoffs. Those were big wins. I think this might've been bigger. So you obviously have experienced a lot more winning and a lot more games. And I've not experienced essentially any winning and I've experienced a lot less games. Games I wanted to win more. I wrote a few down. Was going in, don't look. Going into the game, I was like, if you told me, hey, your team's going to pull this out, I would be the most happy. This very well might be one. Here are some other contenders. And I'll go in, in recent to non-recent. Last year's game against Ohio State was a huge deal uh, because we hadn't gotten over that hump yet. Then the Georgia game last year. Now, I was not confident. This has nothing to do with confidence. This has to do with like, Will your team win? And while they didn't win, I really, really wanted a natty. Another one. Not on the level, but it's worth mentioning. 2020 bubble finals, Jimmy versus the Lakers. Yeah. The Heat aren't my team, but there was not a ton going on in the summer of 2020 for basically everybody. And a lot of my time was spent watching bubble basketball. Yeah. And overanalyzing the heck out of every play. And it was awesome. And I loved it. Jimmy created his legacy. Yeah, what, that's good. What Jimmy did was great, and while it was not near on this level, it's worth mentioning. This one's close. 2018 National Championship, Michigan versus Villanova. Uh, Michigan, Dante DiVincenzo scored 50 on us, and it was awful, and I have flashbacks. I really wanted to win. I think this is one. This one coming up right here. 2014 NFC wildcard game, Lions at Cowboys. I think looking back, this was the one game I wanted to win flag? more. Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of my first time. It was, you know, it was 11-ish at the time. First time really getting into like hardcore. And this just introduced me to the Lions. And I really wanted to win more. But other than that, this win means so much to us for so many reasons. Uh, here, I saw some kind of some funny tweets here. People are like, oh, you know, it's a good win by Michigan, a good win by Michigan. But they only beat Colorado State by 44 points three months ago. So maybe we have to keep them at three and put TCU ahead of them. <laughs> yeah. Just stuff like that where the whole strength of schedule only matters if you're a Big Ten team. Not an SEC team, but that's, again, a very different conversation. I don't really understand the SEC bias because, like, you would think that the major media markets, Boston, New York, L.A., Chicago, like, they wouldn't care about the SEC bias. But there must be... It must be influenced by yeah, it. I don't really get it. Like, strength of schedule is only a factor if you're a Big Ten team. And I'm totally in Michigan's schedule was not nearly... No, no. As, if you're like Notre Dame and you don't play in one of the big conferences or something like that. Notre Dame doesn't play... Sorry, not in a big conference. They don't play in a conference. Yeah, yeah. Frauds. Sorry, Notre Dame. The only good thing that came from Notre Dame is... Rudy? Rudy. Yeah. The single... The only good thing. Jeremy McCray is a big Irish fan. Did he go there? He did not. So, respectfully, the only good alum 
As far as I know, Rudy Rudiger is Rudy, and yeah. I, I like Kyle Hamilton. He went to Notre Dame too. Joe Montana might have gone there too. The linebacker? No, the quarterback. You idiot. Okay, uh, Joel Klatt had a really good line that I just all credit to Joel Klatt. You like Joel Klatt? He's very smart. He said Michigan and Harbaugh knew they couldn't out five star the Buckeyes, so they just built these tough teams that could dominate both lines of scrimmage, and that's exactly what Harbaugh that did. That is awesome. He couldn't five star the Buckeyes. He couldn't out five star them. Yeah. So, so what he did he do? He just built the best old line in the country and one of the better defensive fronts in the country and dominated. The back and forth commentary has been very entertaining to watch because, um, you know, supposedly Ohio State lost a couple of recruits because of that game. And listen, if you're on the sidelines, you're like, man, I want to go to Michigan. We have nicer uniforms. Our coach <laughs> is not a fraud. and We're not asshats. And Ohio yeah, State acted like asshats on the sideline during the game. Stupid penalties. You can, Well, yeah, a lot of stupid penalties. And you could tell. Body language. I'm a huge body language doctor. Partially because of overanalyzing stuff on Twitter. But, like, the body language of Stroud, the whole game was just defeated. Other than that big play to Marvin Harrison, I felt Michigan had pretty much all the momentum. First drive, Ohio State just took it right down our throats. Yep. Then the Marvin Harrison touchdown. Other than that... Michigan, although they had some big plays, those are huge momentum swingers. And in the second half, it was just whatever. We, okay, Donovan Edwards, yeah, 75-yard runs, and that one, that single high safety is going to come in. And he, as soon as, soon as, you, get, as, soon as you get, right? Like, when you do that single high safety look, if you run, if you get through the initial eight yards, you're gone. And yeah. both of those Edwards touchdowns, that's exactly what happened. He well, broke the interior. Quarterbacks are playing press coverage. Press so coverage, it's not man. as though there's five or eight or ten-yard gaps that they can maybe close on a running back. Or a tight end running through. No. Straight Just, man on the sideline. I yeah. love it. Go ahead. A couple other things. I don't know if people understand how big the quorum injury is and was. Um, enormous, right? Like, he's your Heisman Trophy candidate, right? How is USC playing with Caleb Williams on the sideline? Or Ohio State playing with CJ Stroud on the sidelines? Not nearly as good. And Donovan Edwards, he only played with his left hand. Only. Like, think about that for a second. That's crazy. Those, I was looking back at those big runs. He kept the ball in his left hand. Yeah, which would was the nice, wrong hand. Would have been nice to get it to the sideline side. Oh, wait, he didn't have a right hand. Yeah. So he had to keep it with that club hand. Yep. Good point. Uh, the NFL receivers on Ohio State, they got pretty much held in check. Not completely. Obviously, Harrison had a couple good plays. Uh, Mige Muka, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Close. It was good. Um, but overall, they played well. Michigan used to just get eaten up by playing man-to-man defense. Crossing routes. They would run crossing routes. And listen, the guys that are running four three forties, they're wide open. That's why there's the debate. Uh, it's not even really a debate. Ohio State quarterbacks have not really done well in the NFL because I'm relatively certain that I could throw to these guys. They're open by five yards. You just get it anywhere close to them, and they're running for 70 yards on the first read. For, I was going to say thank you. The Justin Fields. I, I'm a big Justin Fields guy. I have been. I sold some stock. I kept a lot of it. It looks good now. But if you look back at Ohio State, it was first read, open every time, especially against Michigan. When, when Fields was there. When Fields was there. Yes. And that's kind of his issue in the NFL. It's after his first read, he kind of breaks down. And that's still a fact. And again, his first read is Mooney, and his second read is Cole Komet. So he doesn't have the best first and second and third reads. I want that. Wait, he's got Chase Claypool now. Who oh, Chase Claypool. Calvin Johnson. It's almost like the Calvin Johnson. Basically, thing. Calvin Johnson, Chase Claypool. Yeah. Uh, this was awesome. I just... The Mike Sanderson pass defense in the 
I have to mention that too. Did yeah. you go back and watch it? Yes, I did. It's so good. Okay, so I'm going to break this down because this is one of the better plays I think I've seen in college football. And I'm sure you've time. seen the Sandistro defensive highlights this year. He's made a lot of great plays. So basically, Mike Sandistro made this play where he was essentially playing, just try to picture this, left outside linebacker. If you look at the play, that's where he was lined up. He was lined up at left outside linebacker, and there was a fade to the right side of the field towards the end zone. He went from his left outside linebacker position all the way to the other side of the field to this unmarked receiver and, and kind of waited, and he hesitates a bit, and he tracks the ball as he hesitates, and then he punches it right out of his hands out of nowhere. I think when Stroud threw that, he thought this was a touchdown for I said that. We were watching him. He, like, was, oh, he, he was not in the play. We, we both got ah. He's got him. Yeah. And, and Sanistro came out of nowhere, and that forced the three, and just to add to the Ohio State being completely defeated. It's unbelievable. Uh, I only have one more. Do you have any more takes on the game? I do. JJ versus CJ. I think we need to discuss that for a moment. Okay. Uh, I think Stroud lost a bit of draft capital in this game. Did he lose enough for the Lions to pick him at three or four with the Rams pick? Because that's actually in play. I, I know it's it's relevant here. Um, maybe. Now, I still think CJ is a better quarterback than JJ. Dude, yeah. But... On this day, JJ was better. Oh, that's a very thank you for saying that. Yeah, you're, you're right. Why does CJ not ever run? I don't understand that. He's not like the kind of the past Ohio State quarterbacks that we've had to deal with in these big games because they could always on those third and sixes when the Just, first read wasn't open, they could take off and get eight yards easily. And, and Stroud, I don't know if, if I, I don't. You're right. I don't know why Maybe they don't have a backup that they trust. But I'm sure they got a five star sitting on the bench. He's not particularly He's slower. Fast. I know, but. And, I don't know and it was maybe Matt Stafford, but he ran run for first downs. Sometimes every now and then Goff will take a little Goff third and three will, action, put a little shoulder into somebody. Not often. Uh, what else about the game here? That's yeah. JJ JJ played his heart out. Do we need to talk about third base Ryan a little bit? We can talk about third base Ryan, but okay. it's a little outside of me. Like this is kind of Ohio State sports talk radio, so yep. we educate our fans who Ryan Day is and so how he's Ryan a fraud. So Ryan Day is uh, the quarterback. Sorry, the head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes. He was the heir apparent to Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer left Ohio State and went and pooped all over the city of Jacksonville. Yeah. Maybe the entire state of Florida. State of Florida, maybe. Yeah. It's got a and lot then, of poop on that state. Yeah, a lot of poop on that state. So there. So Ryan Day supposedly is a pretty smart guy, but he is under a ton of heat. You can't lose to Michigan, right? there. They got five stars all over the place. You can't lose to Michigan twice in a row. They're not going to fire him now. But now he's on watch. So if they have a bad game, a bad game or two, or if they lose to Michigan next, if they lose to Michigan next year, I think he gets fired. I agree. If they if if it's the same deal, where let's say let's take away Michigan's record, if Ohio State's eleven and zero going into the game and they lose the game again, three years in a row, even if it's not a blowout, I just it's going to be hard to keep that guy and keep all your billion five stars that you're paying money to on board, as well as your fan base. Yep, I agree. And your AD, I guess. Uh, my last thing, um, you know, Ohio State, I, you guys suck. Mando season finale. So I wrote this down. Watching this game, there's two things that were very much like the Mandalorian season two finale. Thing number one was I watched the entire game standing up. I don't think I sat for either the Mandalorian season two finale and and this Michigan game. And the other one was, if you guys remember what happens in the Mandalorian season two finale, it's a little spoiler. It's kind of a big deal. Luke Skywalker shows up. That was a big deal. And kicks butt. Kicks butt. And they do everything to show it's Luke without showing his face, right? <laughs> yeah. They show his lightsaber. They show his outfit. They show his TIE fighter. 
They show Profile, his hood. They yeah. show everything, but they don't show his face until the very end. So basically, I didn't believe it until the very end in both circumstances. We I, Neither of us celebrated too early. We're big on that, right? If you're at a basketball game, you're up 20, you can't start going, no, 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 goodbye, until like there's 30 seconds left to play. Because that scoreboard chant that will get fired right back at you is not a nice one and not one you want to eat. Correct. Him so we were very cautious and every big play that kept us in the game, it was, it was worth it. But and every Sanistral play, but it was... Really, I waited until that interception, this first Stroud at INT, where I was like, wow, this actually might be Michigan's yep. game. Yep. And then the Edwards runs were just like Jared oh, Yeah, beautiful ice on the kick. I have one more question than you, and then one more shout-out. Jim Harbaugh gets a $500,000 bonus for this. Where does the money go this year? Well, he's probably going to give it to his coordinators. You know what Mel Tucker did, right? He ate his money. You didn't hear about this? No. Oh, Tucker got some sort of bonus to give to his coaches, and he didn't give it to them. He just took it himself. And there's no people, look. Look it up. I, I I'm pretty sure it's not made up. Look up the Tucker Harbaugh bonus thing. So yeah, that uh, that's that. What else do you have? Um, shout out to Jerry Trainer. So shout Jerry Trainer's our neighbor. He's our man. Uh, he was going to come over and watch the game, and then we were texting back and forth during the game. He just lives across the street from us, and he's our he's our buddy. And he and he didn't, but. <laughs> Isaac, you tell me. So as as the game, as soon as the game ended, we kind of had to go. So I am upstairs kind of getting ready. And all I see is Jerry ro- running in his like Michigan stuff, like in the middle of the street to our house. So I just get out, sprint outside. We're just hugging, lifting each other up in the middle of the road in our driveway. Just yeah, Then he comes up and gives me the same big, great big hug. And it was funny. It was awesome. Yeah, and was then, good. right, like I'm going to see a lot of M's around Windsor the next while. Yeah. That's a gold blue right there. Hey. Hey, you, sir, you got a Michigan hat? Go blue. Anywhere. Anywhere. I'm not sure if people know about the truth going on the road to Florida. Do most of our listeners know about that? Okay, I guess you can tell them. We're going to tell them. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we've got some special guest appearances in in Florida. So we're going to wear Michigan stuff, and you watch how much. Go blue, go blue, go blue, all the time. And I I should say, do you have anything else on the game before we move on? No. Okay, last thing here. It's not confirmed. There is a, a pretty good chance... Boots on the ground. I'm in Indianapolis for the Big Ten Championship game. Without a media credential, I will be going as a fan, not as media. Not confirmed. Good chance to go with my buddy. We'll keep you in the loop. If we do go, I'll definitely try to pump a... a, I'll try to take a picture, get some content for the people. For sure. Uh, But not confirmed. Very good chance we do go. You should live stream a little bit. Not going to live stream. Not going to live stream. Okay, good. Perfect. Okay, let's let's talk about... Thanksgiving football. Talk about football. Okay. okay. Go ahead. So, tradition for a long, long time that the first game on Thanksgiving Thursday is in Detroit. Uh, luckily, the NFL seems to be okay with this, even though there's been a lot of chatter. Why Why do the Lions keep getting Thanksgiving? Because they suck forever. This is their only game this year that didn't start at 1 o'clock. It started at 12.30. Yeah, thanks for saying that. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, because... Uh, they are just not a good draw. Now, obviously, Hutch makes some plays and he's getting some action. They draft Bryce Young or somebody next year who's awesome. Although, Jameson Williams, do you see some of the... Golly, man. Basically. He's fast. So, J-Mo, back to practice. I don't think he'll play against Jacksonville. I, think, I agree with you. I think he'll probably play against Minnesota the week after. Yeah. Throw him out there. Basically, there's like a four-second clip of him running at practice. And now, Michigan Airlines is just going nuts. Yep. Including us. And there's a really sick picture of him and Amon Ra with like dark visors yeah, and there are insights. Man, these guys are just going to torch the North for the next 20 years. Yeah, okay, awesome. Go ahead. Awesome. Um, Youngblood and his buddy decided we're going to go to the game. There's a lot of back and forth, back and forth about it. Tickets were expensive. 
like 200, 250, 300, 315. I heard four. Like for, for singles, crappy seats. And yeah. we're like, oof, that's tough. That's was a bit of back and forth. And I have a lot of confidence in Youngblood. So I'm like, he'll figure it out. He'll go there and he'll figure it out. Um, so day of, morning of, I was at work and we're like, okay, go. And I'm thinking 80 bucks is the most you're going to play. And you're like, what? Like prices are 200, 250. And then why don't you take over? Okay. So I, first of all, I want to say, I went with my buddy who I met, like become buddies with like literally like two, three weeks ago. So it's not like we've been boys for, it's like, hey man, we're Lions fans. Let's skip cup classes and go to Thanksgiving game. Okay. Uh, and tickets were kind of up in the air. How much you want to spend? And you watch the classes on Friday. Yeah, of course. But one yeah. of them got canceled. So okay, good. Shout out, shout out. I won't say his name, but shout out that prof. Respect. Sweet. So English, we... English prof? No, I can't okay. say. So we talked about going. Okay, okay. We go and we're kind of scalping. And luckily, everything I learned came from that. Everything I learned came from Tal. The tickets, the online stuff is mainly me. Correct. Being able to adapt different apps. But in terms of how you speak to people... All from him, a hundred percent from him. In the book that we may write under a name that's not our own, Val and Isaiah. We'll promote it, but yep. we didn't write it. If you see it, the we sweet didn't life write of Val and Isaiah. So, basically, we're kind of scalping, and, and we go really early because it's Thanksgiving. We've got a football. And Do you some, want to talk whatever. about a couple of keys to a successful? Well, I'm so I'm gonna get. So we're going around doing the whole need to bit. So there's two dudes, me and my boy, and we did, neither of us had a ticket. So we're going, hey, need to, need to. And he kind of like caught on and he started doing it. So we're both doing it. Oh, this. he's never done it before. He had no idea. He was kind of, I don't want to say nervous, but it was a little hesitant. Where it's he's like, probably nervous. I don't know if you're going to admit to it, but it's a nervous thing. So you talk for a minute. Okay. I'm just going to. Yeah. So key is you need to find a fan, not a scalper. Because the professional scalpers, they know what things are worth, right? So if a professional scalper is able to buy a ticket for 60 or $70, they're flipping it for $200, $220 up until right before the game. So the key is you need to intercept that fan, regular person from the professional scalpers. Now, you still have to have a rapport with the professional scalpers because guess what? You might need to end up buying a ticket from them. You got people like Ticket D who um, okay, easy. allows us access. We'll just say that. Okay. Um, but... Key, avoid the scalpers. Avoid, the scalpers are the middleman, right? They add lots of points on. Don't let the middleman take you. You got to go right to the fans. You got to build some sympathy. You got to be a real fan talking to another real fan. Go ahead. Well done. So I'm just currently texting the buddy I might go to India with. It looks like we're going to. He says GOAT podcast. So I guess if you're in, I'm in hundos. So it looks like I will be going to Indianapolis this weekend for the Michigan game. You heard per Isaac. That's the source here. You heard it. It's confirmed. Okay, so... We're going, need to, need to, need to. And someone's like, hey, we've got one. And we're like, okay. So we kind of talk. Uh, shout out Chad and Rachel. Great people. We Chad, lucked out. Chad and Rachel. We should get them on the show. Yeah. I have his email because <laughs> he transferred <laughs> me the ticket. Yeah. That'd be awesome. So, so he had one extra ticket. Basically, a group of five went. And they had five tickets. A group of four went. So they had an extra. So we were talking. And then 
we I, do I just say the figures straight up? How much? Yeah, okay. say it. Okay, so they say fifty, and we say, oh, would you do forty respectfully? Oh, okay, sure. Great people who transfer, they put on our their their hotspot, so we can get it, and it works out great. Okay, guys, see in there. There's a so little dude. So you paid forty dollars, and you didn't have to pay the eleven dollar roaming for the day. No, no, no. So yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so it's forty dollars done. So Adam and I, like, sick dude. So he's kind of buzzing. Where it's like we're kind of expecting to pay more than forty per. So we get one ticket, and then. It's about an hour and a half of lull of scalpers asking 350, 400 is the numbers they're using. And this whole point is we're hashtag networking. We're just making friends, talking to people. And a big shout out to our guy Vikings. Basically, there's this dude in a purple Vikings hat and a purple Vikings hoodie who, guess where he was from? Not Minnesota, from Florida, but a Vikings fan. (laughs) So I don't really get the connection, but he's a Vikings fan. So he, he's, hey, what did you guys do? You guys got tickets? Or you look? No, we only have one. We're looking for another for our buddy. Oh, okay, okay. I'm looking too. So, okay. So we have no tickets. We have one, but not another for my guy or me. And it's 12, like 20. And I'm like, crap, we got to, like, we want to watch the game. Do we, we have got one ticket. Do we sell it? What do we do? And we kind of get this shady guy who might be able to get us in. He's a new guy. I hadn't seen him. And I will just say, the way we talked to Chad and Rachel was different than the way that we talked to the scalpers and the random guys. That makes You have to be a chameleon. You have to adapt your situation. So vocabulary and the Urban way Paul. we spoke, it, it changed. It changed. And that's that, that's like six chapters in the book. Like it's a lot of pub in the book. Correct. Basically, at the last second, we're kind of, we don't have a ticket. 12.25, 12.26, kickoff's happening. Guess who comes in out of nowhere? Viking. Vikings shout out Viking man with, with the huge cameo in the season finale comes in out of nowhere so he's Luke Skywalker yep comes in and then gra- he saw my buddy first grabs my buddy Adam <laughs> and then Adam grabs me and we go with Vikings Vikings brings us to a Bills fan and Bills fan says alright guys I have two extra tickets and he's looking at three of us Vikings me and my buddy so he's like I can only give you two two only three only two of you can get tickets one of you won't and I'm like hey I, I got a ticket right here then it works out great Vikings gets a ticket, my boy gets a ticket, and I still have Chad and Rachel's ticket. So we go in, Vikings, how, or, uh, we ask Bills how much Bills wants. Oh, 50 bucks? Okay. Whew. Give him a 50 really quick. We go in. Was it, that was paper? That was, yeah, paper. Or like whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even get a hold of that ticket, respectfully. We didn't. He just, like, kind of, we just went in with him. Okay. So Vikings and I, we, we had a good rejoice. Bills let us in. It was awesome. What are the odds that the tickets were in the same section? They were. They're oh, in the awesome. exact same section, a few rows apart. Uh, I, we didn't go to those seats, respectfully, to Chad and Rachel and Vikings. You can be honest that yeah. we generally, when I say generally, never sit in the seats we scalp. We always just get better seats. So what we did was, it's 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 crazy packed and crazy loud. Because the amount of Bills fans, Bills fans showed up. And oh, we didn't really talk about that. Like we're going to talk 30%, about Bills. I have, a, I have a little bit about Bills in a minute. Okay. Uh, we do standing room. So we're we're at standing room, like 50-yard line. That's sweet. You get a great view of the game. You stand. You make friends. Whatever. So we're there. And then here's another big shout-out. Shout-out Coach Rob. He comes in clutch. This is probably the season the season opener of the next season. He was had like some work tickets, like it's row 11. It's and 10, and he catches a pass. He's the big on his tight helmet. end over on the his hel- He cut on his helmet. Stuck to his helmet. David Tyree. 10 yards, 4 inches. We had, been, we had been talking about coach, to, to Coach Rob, and he's at like row 11, 50-yard line, like lower bowl for work or something. He's Respect. big time. And he's like, uh, hey, these people left and they're gone, so come down and watch the fourth quarter. You sure? Yeah. So we go, and here we see Coach Rob and his work people, and, and we go down, and we watch the game there. 
And shout out Coach Rob and Trish because we we sat with them and it was awesome. And nice. We made, we made so many friends. It was and we were like, this is the best seats we've ever had. They're row 11, 50 yard line, Thanksgiving. We got to watch the Lions lose right in front of us. Uh in terms of the actual game, it's one of the best games I've been to in person, maybe ever. It was such a good game. It was so entertaining. Bill's friends are great, so loud. Uh so Thanksgiving couldn't like we paid 45 each to watch an awesome game in person. And uh, and it was awesome. It was great. So much thanks for thanks to Vikings, Coach Rob, Trish, the work people, uh, who else? Chad and Rachel, the whole gang. Great job, Adam, for just like trusting me and saying like, "Okay, man, hopefully it works," and it did. So great job. Cool. Okay, and the thing is, okay, yeah, nothing illegal because you paid under face value. It's illegal to scalp if you pay more than face value. Yeah, we did great. I don't. Actually, well, we picked up a. You know those third down signs? Yep. That they get, we stole one off the ground, but it was kind of dirty and smelly, so I wouldn't okay. consider it stealing. Did you bring it home? Yeah, I hung it up, but mom didn't like it, so she might have thrown it out. We'll have to look <laughs> into that. Uh, so, Bills and Browns. Can we talk about. I have no more on Thanksgiving, do you? Bills and Browns? So we saw a Bills Browns oh, game. Oh, I guess we haven't talked about in Detroit, that. And the people don't know. That's true. That so, was a, that was a really interesting experience. Okay, fill the people in real okay, quick. Okay, so uh, it was uh, Snowmageddon in Buffalo. You know, eleven days ago. So they moved the Bills and Browns game to Detroit. So Isaac was able to get a good connection. Uncle Phil, I think. Helped you I, out big time there. I have a huge shout out. Shout here. out to Uncle Phil. In bold, shout out Uncle Phil. He basically got us these tickets with some bills code. Uh, we paid twenty bucks for for lower level in in the back of the end zone, and it's purely because of Uncle Phil's savviness and respectable level. So great job, Uncle Phil. Job, Uncle Phil. Okay. So Buffalo has a, a very well known fan base, right? Bills Mafia, jumping off tables, all that kind of funny stuff. The Browns are the dog pound. I think they just kind of bark and are a little weird. I don't know if they have the same level of traditions that <laughs> Buffalo was, does. We won't talk about the Browns fans in detail. Very entertaining group of fans. That's what we'll say. Yeah. Very entertaining. Highly entertaining. Yeah. Median IQ. Nope. Keep it moving. No, nope, We won't talk about that. No. Nope. It was just awesome. Anyway. It was, favorite, it, part of Bill, favorite part of Browns fans is when they tried to count the penalty flags on the field. Just all-time <laughs> entertainment when they... They could. I'll say this part. So, do you know how sometimes if a ref sees a penalty, two refs can throw the flag for the same penalty? Yeah, like an obvious okay. pass interference. Like, yeah, you'll see six flags flying, kind of. Yeah. Right? So there's a couple times where there was like four flags on the field, and they were going like one, two, three, four. There's four penalties down. All, like, not quite that hick, but like, oh, pretty spend, close. Spending their time counting. Although the, the couple from Florida who came up. And they were cool to us. Not all Cleveland, just some. And then the best is they were trying to determine who the penalty was on. And this is my boy Dave was with us. <laughs> he heard this bit. They all the Browns fans leaning close and they point at just at the field. It was that one right there, just pointing at the middle of the field. And there's like 50 guys right there. Which one? Right there. Awesome. Great job, Browns fans. Okay, keep going. Uh, it was a really interesting experience to have your stadium. Filled with other fans, and it was a Buffalo home game, so they played like the Buffalo sing along songs. It was a cool experience, and one that is not going to happen a lot. But I like the fact that <clears throat> Detroit is on standby because it could happen with Buffalo, could happen with Cleveland, right? The NFL are a lot more cognizant of all these snowmageddon issues. In the past, they would just say, screw it, let them play. Oh, dude, in the 30s, not even quite the 30s, but like, oh, I think 90s. until the 80s, okay. But there's like clips of really old football games played in like hurricanes, essentially. And it's so funny. 
Not the safest, though. <laughs> Not the safest, though. I I have jerseys. So when we saw that Bills-Browns game... Lots of jerseys. My buddies and I went low. He met up with us, sat low with us, because he didn't... He waited until the last minute, respectfully. Yep. So, so I went over with Uncle Phil and calling it Noah. Shout out to him again. Yep, shout out. Um, then we had a good like season ticket parking spot. Well, that'll be... That's like chapter eight or chapter nine, but that's a good chapter. To the mic, yeah. Yeah. Um, so season ticket parking, we met there. And it was just interesting to see all these jerseys. And I... Probably got to Isaac and the boys, maybe end of the first, beginning of the second. And I said, man, there's some crazy jerseys here. But not Buffalo or Cleveland or Detroit, like other stuff. Yeah. Go ahead, Youngblood. Okay, so I think people just put on a jersey and went to the game. I put on my Lions jerseys. We watched Lions game the whole time, me and Campy and you. Uh, Drew Brees, Sidney Crosby, Adrian Peterson, Motor City, Blake Griffin. Not the normal jersey, like the Motor City, like the City Edition. Uh, Austin Matthews, Charles Woodson, Joe Montana, Aaron Judge, Steve Eiserman, Tyler Boyd. The best one by far, though, was a Jags jersey. And already that's hilarious. It's like, dude, you're wearing a Jags jersey to a game? It was a Tim Tebow tight end Jags jersey. And he was in the section over. So we basically met Tim Tebow. Uh, great jersey. So, so the jersey comment was all good, except for the Bills. I'm surprised you don't have those guys listed. Oh, the section dude? <laughs> the section dude. Explain that to people. I don't think this is that funny. But... Oh, I think it's pretty funny. So, I don't know, probably three or four rows ahead of us and a few over. There was four dudes from Buffalo and they were all geared out. And they had jerseys. And the back of the jersey was like section 25, row 10. Like they had their seat season one. ticket seat number on name. their jersey. I think it's just because they're stupid and they may get drunk and get lost and they can just get pointed in the right direction. But I'd never seen that before and it was pretty funny. Okay, phone down. So I have nothing about uh, anything further about football. We can wrap up with some Pistons here. Yeah, we don't need to talk about the Lions, but um, thank you, Rams. Thank you, Rams. Great job, Rams. Great job, Rams. Rams. Okay, go ahead. Okay, Cade Cunningham injury. So the Pistons are very interesting right now. We love them and we love their potential. We, We sometimes have... Pardon me, rose-colored glasses, and we maybe ignore the fact that they lost by thirty to the Knicks yesterday, right? They need to. They're fun. They're We're athletic. Not about that. But we would like them just to be a little bit tighter on D and not have as many turnovers. And we want to see more Duran because he's a freaking star. He's a beast. We love him. So the Kate injury. Here's the question. So I haven't found any new information, and the Pistons are doing a pretty good job keeping quiet. He has a shin injury of some kind. It could require surgery. If it requires surgery, he's likely out for the entire year. Or they can try and let it heal on its own. Do not hit the table. Do not hit the table. They can let it heal on its own, and he'll be ready in a few weeks. Again, this is all rumors and innuendo. I have some mixed feelings about it because I I want Cade to be healthy, right? Next year, the Pistons... We're going to stop being patient. We're not going to be like OKC and tank for a decade. We want to win next year. And we need Cade to be good for next year. So my gut is saying, get the surgery, get better, work on your jump shot, work on your mid-range. Brick for Vic, which is Victor Wembanyama, or Scoot Anderson, and then win next year. Scoot Henderson. Scoot Henderson. Anderson. No Scoot Anderson, as far as I know. We're not going to call it tank mode. We're going to just call it player development mode. I don't know if anyone else has dubbed it that, but we are. Player development mode. That sounds way better. Are the Pistons tanking this year? No, No. they're in player development mode. You can't. Oh, wow. I want to. That sounds great. That's going to work out good. 
We're just developing our guys. Hashtag player development mode. Yeah, we're you're going to see a lot of those. Developing Neurons Noel, developing Rodney McGruder, two long-term pieces of the future. Maybe a little Alec Burks action. Kevin <laughs> Ooh, Knox. Burks is good. Burks Knox is actually somehow is okay. Andrew McLeod and I, our favorite player, is Kevin Knox. We've decided we're each getting Kevin Knox jerseys. I might get a little Kemba Walker jersey because he was technically a piston for a little bit. Yep. Uh, uh, it doesn't suck. They is suck. it possible that Killian can play? I don't want to talk about Killian. That's like it. he's no. going to have to play well for at least another two months before I believe in it. I'm not talking about Killian. Okay. Because other than Killian, future's real bright, right? We're not going to talk about Victor. Here's what I'm going to say. I've said this before. Do not watch any Wembenyana tape. When you see a thing of a seven foot eight dude hitting a one legged floater, don't wrong. look. Scroll past it. That's wrong. Don't look at it. Scroll past it because. I'm just gonna say, if the Pistons get Wembenyana, we're gonna win like 17 championships. Stop, it. stop. It. And that's all. And now I'm done. Okay. Because it's I'm done. So no more looking at Wembenyana tape. We don't even. We can't even say that name. Are the Pistons tanking? No, we're developing our players. Oh, player yeah. development mode. Yeah, we're in player development. I've seen mode. the hashtag. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. Yeah, hashtag trending. player development trending, mode. Trending, trending, trending. Boyan, he was great. He still is great. He has shown some flaws, right? Like he's really awesome as like a three. He is not a good ball player. He's not a one. He can't dribble the ball. He can't take pressure. He's not a really good passer. He's not a really good defender. He's a great three or fourth guy. And we're, I still Absolutely love him. Absolutely he is. I still love him. We'll trade him for something great probably in a couple years. Or maybe we just ride out until he's like 38 and he's done. And that might happen too. Uh, Sadiq Bey, what's the trade rumor stuff? I don't get it. I don't want to talk about Sadiq Bey. It's it's sad. I don't hope they. I, I don't want them to trade him. I like Sadiq a lot. And Again, he would Sadiq be is your low. fourth best guy or your fifth best guy. He's a dog. He's tough. I like him. The thing is, like, worst case, Sadiq Bey is a 15-point-per-game 3-and-D guy. That's his worst case, I think. Like, that's yep. what he is now. Who that's, can get some boards. He's a lesser Michael Bridges. I've right. said that for a while. And even if you either stagger him with the bench guys or he becomes your sixth man because you got a lot more talent, great. Perfect. Fine with him. Don't want him traded. Definitely There's lots don't of want Jordan Clarkson guys that can just fill it up off the bench. Perfect. Yeah, I, I like Sadiq a lot. I don't want them to move him. The Cade injury thing, like it's, don't rush him. We're in no rush to get him back. Let's Cade, develop. we still got you back. Oh, uh, dude, obviously, we like man. Mobley. Mobley's awesome. But I think people have realized that Barnes maybe isn't the Messiah. You know, if, he's not starting anymore, right? Well, they're, they're taking a lot of pressure off him or something. Nobody's talking about that. And I still am, I still like Barnes. I still like his future and I still like his role with Toronto. But he's coming off the bench. This is the rookie of the year, right? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Well, just making sure. Beaver's actually coming to town this weekend. Do you know that? No. Now I do. Oh, yeah. Respect. He's in town for a wedding, so Beaver may come over for a drink. We, um, we'll ask Beaver about it because him and obviously Urban Paul are huge business fans. Raptors. Raptors. Yeah. yeah I just, I, I wish people talked. I just know if Cade was coming off the bench, not only would the state of Michigan lose their mind, a good chunk of Ontario would too, and the national media would just clown the Pistons and how we passed on Jalen Green. That's what would happen. But no one's saying a peep about Scotty. Just nope. had to get that out of there. True that. Uh, so like I said, no watching Victor tape. Uh, the future is very bright. I'm going to probably see 12-ish games in person. This is a fun team to watch. They're cheap to watch. I'm seeing them. I'm going to watch Luca score 70 on them on Thursday. Like That's going to be fun. I really hope they don't rest him after he had a, he was awesome against Golden State. He was awesome against Golden State. Uh, that's a, which was a great game, but yeah, Luka, although too many travel calls, that was weird. Travel calls and like Luca carries it every time, but they don't call that. They only call the travel. Whatever, it's whatever. It's fine. Pistons go out and watch a game. There's so much fun. They have a really right like Memphis. Memphis is coming to town. Oh, that'll be fun. Dallas, Dallas is coming to town. Uh, we want to see. I want to see the Pelicans. 
I love the Pelicans. I want to see them. I want to see Toronto. We're probably going to go to one of those Raptors. Who's the young guy, the defensive guy who drives like a crappy car? Jones? Herbert Jones. He's getting a lot of hype these days. My guy. Basically, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. This is way off topic. But Herbert Jones, Pelicans guy, I like a lot. Uh, He was, uh, like I think he might have been second round uh, for the Pelicans. He's just a defensive guy. He's kind of like a 3-2-ish. And he wears, if you look at what he wears to games, he basically just wears Pelicans like sweats. Which I, to- if I think, I, if I was in the NBA, that'd totally be you. It's like, oh, you're giving me a free, free pants, a free hoodie. Oh, sure, I'll just wear that to the game all the time. He still drives the same car that he drove before he signed his contract. Like he just drives, drove a car in college. He's just a really chill dude, and it's like oh, I like to save up. That was his quote. He's like, oh, I like to save my money. Uh, Herbert Jones, my guy, great job. Common yep. Herb Dub. Okay. okay, I have nothing else. Perfect. Last thing to say, I'm wearing my sunglasses. Top Gun getting re-released. If you didn't see Top Gun Maverick, go watch Top Gun go Maverick. Go see it. So good. The movie's so good. Uh, yep. I have nothing else. Say say bye to the people. Thanks, fans. We appreciate your support. We appreciate the love. Send us stuff on Instagram you want to talk about. we got some guests and some stuff coming up. Peace out. Go Blue.